It's a trap! Hello and welcome to Radio TCX, your weekly source for X-Wing news and strategy. I'm Tim Dugan, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Carson Ray. Hey, everybody. Great day to talk about some X-Wing. And John McDermott. Hello. And we have yet another massive load of news that has been uh, given to us. Man, it's weird going from having no news for so, so very long, and I feel like every week now there's something brand new to talk about. Yeah, almost, I don't want to say it, because it it feels like too much news, but um, I mean, it's much better to have too much news than no news, so I I, I don't want to complain, but it's like, oh my gosh, how do I keep up with all these updates? Um, It's great. Uh, It's just, you know, we want to give you all that content, but it's hard to keep up with ourselves. Yeah, so we have a lot of new X-Wing stuff. There was an article about designing the uh, called Designing the Dark Lord, um, which was about the development of the Darth Vader in the TIE Defender. So we got more info on that. We also got some spoilers from recent live stream by Atomic Mass Games. They did their minis extravaganza and covered all their games, including a lot of new X-Wing news and some remaining spoilers for cards in the upcoming Squadron packs. Uh, so, we, yeah, we have tons to talk about today. We'll just kind of... Uh, Give an overview of all that new, fun, and exciting stuff. Yeah, so let's jump right in. All right, so, I mean, it's been a big question. We finally actually know the point total for the Darth Vader and the TIE Defender. Um, and, uh, Carson, what is the point total for Darth Vader? What's it going to cost us to fly this guy? It's going to cost you one, one, <laughs> five, and throw out that system slot. Don't need it. It's going to cost you the system slot and 115 points. How do we feel about that? Does that, okay, gut reaction, does that feel right? It's perfect. Probably. I mean, I'm a little sad, which means it's probably just fine. Uh, like, <laughs> not, honestly, not the points at all. It's just, I, I just wanted that system slot. The system slot. So like, shoot, how much more would I have been willing to pay if I got to keep that system <laughs> slot? Well, cause I, like, I think we'd mentioned like w- thinking maybe 120 ish or like that seemed ballpark reasonable, um, which maybe it would have been if he would have kept the system slot, because obviously that would give him a lot more power, but taking away the system slot, I think 115 feels pretty good. It does, because, you know, at initiative six and with that full throttle ability, like, this guy's going to be tokened up pretty much every turn. Um, and, you know, not being able to have fire control systems not so bad, he can still take the target lock. I mean, it's so unlikely that Vader doesn't get at least two hits every attack. Like, just right. having that ability and then just, you know, rolling native focus results. Um, I, I think it's fine, I think. Like, Carson kind of was going on about in a couple episodes back. Like, yeah, advanced sensors would have been nice, but he definitely doesn't need it. So, no, I mean, we'll he barely fine. needs any upgrades at all, right? Like, no, I think I think you just fly him. You fly him with like maybe hate for fun, or you could put like extreme maneuvers on him. That'd be fun because then you could boost with the one hards. Yeah, I think hate actually might be pretty important there, where you know you maybe aren't arc dodging as much. You're gonna take some damage. And just keep that offense just like always at a maximum. I think that might be the the winning way to play Vader there. Um, because, you know, we talked about drawback abilities. Yeah, okay, you can't spend your force um, anything besides attacking. But you also get, you know, change up 
flank to a hit with your force um and three force you know just to throw all at attacking and like that offense is gonna be uh pretty great is it 115 points great well we'll see it's pretty well protected I'll go ahead and uh, correct myself so Tim doesn't have to do it too. Don't take extreme maneuvers on Vader because it won't work because he, <laughs> he can't do the ability. So, Oh, whoops. I was going to just edit it out, but now I'll leave it all in. Um, Good. The other thing I was going to say, reading the article about uh, designing this card, I thought it was funny because I feel like at one point um, Brooks says that um, they like without him being able to spend force charges on defense, that put his defense at a reasonable level and i just thought that was funny like the idea that the tie defenders defense has ever seemed reasonable like <laughs> it's always been overwhelming yeah um it's reasonable yeah. I, and i know what he said because he calls it out too it's reasonable to the degree that he's so expensive like this doesn't feel completely overwhelming like you could do damage to him it's just gonna take work i mean this it's is just the closest it, thing so we hard. have to like a slow uh, small base tank I mean, four shields, three hull, three agility, all the actions, all the tokens. Good luck. I mean, I think the ship's going to be a class unto itself, right? Because we've we've talked about the seven essential ship types, and usually the TIE Defender falls in that elite fighter category. I feel like there's going to be like the eighth category is just the Darth Vader, you know, in the in the TIE Defender category. What, what's beyond elite? What is what is more <laughs> elite than that? I mean, Superior. he is that, the pinnacle of eliteness, right? You can only you know afford a few other ships in your squad because he does cost that one fifteen, and he's not hyperspace legal, so I don't have to worry about it in that format. Yeah, and that was so they said that was a very conscious decision so that he wouldn't be a I think they called it a gatekeeper, which makes sense because you know if you he he's so powerful that if you were just coming at this game as a new player, um, this might be something that would intimidate you out of playing because you're like, well, how am I supposed to do anything to him? He's got to focus and evade every turn, and he always has attack mods. Well, and even if you're not a new player, like, is there anything that can come close to competing with this in hyperspace? Not in the I, Empire faction, for sure. I mean, presumably we'll see a shakeup here maybe soon, but um, yeah. So, because they could, they could shake up hyperspace too with the release of him, but yeah, there's nothing in there that would be an obvious counterplay. What do you guys think? 115 points, no system slot. Are we putting Vader on the table? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, he's going to be too fun not... Like, I mean, when he absolutely. works, he's going to be invincible, right? Yeah. Those those endgame states, if you can get there, they're going to feel incredibly nice. So good. Vader and one Academy tie, and you just feed them the Academy tie, so you don't have to worry about it later in the game. Exactly. The article also spoiled... I, I don't think we'd seen this yet. The Interloper turn, right? This is an exclusive tie defender talent card. I don't think we had seen this yet, because I don't think we've talked about it. Now, nah, reading through it, it doesn't sound like something we've talked about. Um, so kind of leaning into that uh, turn mechanic that we saw over with the TIE Defender config. So this card reads, before you execute a speed one or two turn or speed one or two choreogram turn maneuver, if you are at range zero to one of an asteroid structure or huge ship, you may gain one tractor token. Right, and so this is like this is pretty cool. Um, the example they gave was just a very straightforward one of you know just doing a two K with the Tide Defender and then using that tractor token to get a little barrel roll out to arc dodge. Um, but the application here is pretty crazy, right? Um, especially once we find out what structures are like in practice. But even you know having asteroids out there on the field, this is just a great reason to have actual asteroids out, right? You get more maneuverability. Right, and presumably when you are making those uh, short speed turns there with your defender, um, 
it's not necessarily when you're in that jousting lane, right? You're opting away from that 4K turn. This is when you are pursuing an enemy. And so that's when, you know, you're not worried about getting that evade token. So you're not worried about getting that uh, extra tractor token as well. Well, and I think, I think this will help compensate a little bit for when you're running the TIE Defender Elite config and losing out on the white Koyagron turn. Uh, this will help compensate that by adding a little bit more maneuverability, as it, again, as if the TIE Defender needs more perks. But uh. That's interesting, because I, I think this is a way to get a little bit more offense when you are running that um, just normal full throttle Defender. And it's just really cool to see more uh, ship-specific talent upgrade cards, because um, we've had them in the past right but i like that where you can have this really cool design that wouldn't really work if it was available to every ship that had a talent slot or even just like one size um so they can do some more cool specific designs that um are just for one ship that's pretty cool all right john now as our resident epic play expert um you need to share the exciting epic news and your first impressions what's going on what's new yeah so uh we're getting squids we're getting um, squids, finally. They, uh, they announced a new epic ship. It's the Trident-class assault ship, which if you've watched the Clone Wars, you might be familiar with um, from the Camino arc. Uh, it's literally just a big squid, um, and it's coming out for the Separatist and Scum factions, which is good because the Separatists don't really have much going for them in epic right now. Um, and we haven't seen a new epic release, really, since they kind of release the conversion kit for second edition. So this will be really cool. Um, for those of you that watch the live stream, the model is amazing. And some it's of the really tentacles cool. move and it's got really good color and they did spoil a couple of the cards. We're not going to go super in depth on it in this episode, but um, very exciting for fans of Epic. And uh, I hope to see this thing on the table at some point. Yeah. It looks like they're really um, expanding the mechanics. Like it looks like it's going to function um, in a unique way. Uh, where I feel like a lot of the other epic ships were, you know, they're just uh, variants on the same thing, right, with different emphasis. Um, this one feels like it's going to play very differently than the other huge ships. Yeah, this thing just it looks so cool. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, <laughs> I barely played any epic, but I'm definitely going to p- get this model, right? It's just too cool. Yeah, it'll look good on the shelf for sure. Uh, we also got a lot of new exciting news. They spoiled, I think, pretty much, I assume, what must be the remaining pilots uh, for the squadron packs here. We're not going to go over all of them today because uh, once we have all the comprehensive point lists, we can cover everything. Because um, those, re- I mean, the squadron packs are coming out in just a few days here. Um, but there's one in particular that popped up that I'm very excited about. I think we're all pretty excited about here. Oh, this guy's so cool. Carson, how do you pronounce this name? Uh, Tabusk. Tabusk. It's got that accent mark, so it's got to be Tapusk, right? It's actually Tapusk. Tape. Oh, okay. So tapusk. the accent in Spanish, you just pronounce it like the letter A. So it's Tapusk. Oh, my, my German um, <laughs> high school education there is really letting me down. <laughs> it's really intervening on your life. Uh, so Tapusk is an Initiative 5 Hawk 290, which is already exciting news, uh, with an even better ability during the end phase before an enemy ship in your mobile re- arc recovers one recurring charge or force charge, you may spend two charges. If you do, that ship does not recover that charge or force charge. And he comes with uh, two charges built in, so you could do this every other turn, basically. I'm so in. This guy's sweet. <laughs> this, this is, is great. amazing. I mean... You could have had a blank text box there, and an Initiative 5 uh, Scum Hawk could have been pretty exciting on its own. Seems wild. <laughs> yeah, and then to get 
Um, I mean, this is an amazing pilot ability. We've never seen anything like this. I think we've been wanting an ability like this for a long time. Some way to keep the force in check, interact with, you also get to interact with other just normal recurring charges. Like that's amazing. Totally unique control ability. Very cool. Scumhawk. Well, and it, I mean, he seems sweet and I, I just love seeing, cause obviously the force is an insanely powerful mechanic that's been proven the entire, you know, short history so far of second edition. Um, so finally to see mechanics that directly interrupt that, um, means it's gonna, you know, potentially we'll see this and other cards, hopefully in the future, um, help tone down a little bit the effectiveness of the force, but like not generally, like they don't have to change the rules on force to make it more playable. I like the meta can adapt to a force heavy environment now. And now we're starting to get a, at least one tool that directly addresses it. Yeah. And like the flavor of this guy's a order 66 informant. So great, at, great at tracking down those Jedi, uh, keeping them in check, which is awesome. So here's my question for you with this pilot ability and being an I five, you, you always take moldy crow with this guy, right? Like, is there a scenario where you don't? He's a little spendy, but... I mean, I think he's worth the investment. So here's the thing um, with the wording on this one is it only triggers in your mobile arc, uh, whereas a lot of the other Scumhawk ones have been in any arc. Uh, but I think a few in this pack are really just focusing on that mobile arc. And so you don't necessarily need that um, Moldy Crow title because, yes, you are getting the extra damage output there and um, the ability to hold on to some of those focuses, which is great. But uh, it's not really broadening the field of that ability impact. So if you're just taking time, okay, I'm, I'm going to give up on that name. But um, <laughs> it, you know, if you're just taking this hawk for that control ability, you don't necessarily need the title. Yeah, I think because um, we even got a little point spoiler in the chat feed uh, from the Atomic Mass stream, and he's going to start off at 39 points, which is. Um, tending towards the more expensive end, right, of Hawk 290s, but still for a, a strong control piece, not that bad, especially for an I-5. And while you're right, Carson, like it doesn't really extend the power of the ability. I'm just thinking more purely from an offensive aspect because then, you know, the you know, rotation of that mobile arc isn't as important for offense. You know, you've always got that front arc just in case, but then you've got that arc for the ability and it can go wherever you want it to. Yes, and you know what? Um, having that initiative five there also makes this a pretty exciting ship for Aces High, I think, uh, which yeah. also has a lot of force <laughs> users. <laughs> Charge tokens abound. So you just uh, exist. So here's my Ace Hawk <laughs> loaded up. That's actually pretty funny. Oh, man, and I totally forgot. Yeah, most of the Scumhawks float around. Actually, he's kind of on the cheapish end. I right? totally Which, forgot. Like, yeah, that, yeah, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, there's a lot of good abilities with those scum hawks, and so getting that initiative five basically like for free is pretty awesome. And I like that it still kind of fits into that scum hawk theme of disrupting your opponent because you've got Torkoal reducing initiative, and then Paylob stealing tokens, and this guy's just gonna say, "Nope, you don't get your force charges or your charges back." So. Oh, wait, guys. This does not exist. And also, I think our list might be wrong here um, cause, because Launchbay Next has uh, Tapewisk at 36 points. What? Wait, I got to make sure. I'm going to leave all this in in the podcast, too, because you can everyone can experience us 
realizing we made a mistake in real time. Normally, I'd edit all this out when we make our five or six mistakes each episode. There's no way it's 36 points. That's that so would cheap. be wild. That can't That's be right, insane. right? That's it's, it's so cheap. Either way, yeah. The, I mean, honestly, either That's way, this guy will be fine. That's a free elusive upgrade right there. <laughs> Built-in elusive. I need to find I, a screenshot. I'm more in line with 39 because 36 makes him four points cheaper than Kanan. And I don't think Kanan's ability, even with having the force charges, like is better than this. All right. I wish they really would have released points today, like they said, but because um, then we'd actually have confirmation. So we can um, offer our apologies next week if we were wrong about this. Either way, 36, 39, people are getting a real taste of what it's like to be a part of the Radio TCX recording experience. I apologize for nothing. Points are relative, they change. All right, Ahsoka, supposedly 49 points. How do we feel about that? Spendy. Fair. Feel spendy, but fair. Three-fourths. Um, well, what's a good comparison for Ahsoka? So that's that's the most expensive we've seen in A-Wing. Like, Lulo, top RZ2 A-Wing, comes in at 45. Is right. Ahsoka better? But really, you have to... Com- it's the Force, right? So isn't the other sprite generally a better comparison? Probably the Grand Inquisitor. Is a better okay. comparison. That's actually at, fair. At 52 yeah. points. Gets a very similar stat build. Yeah, Ether Sprites are also maybe comparable there, and those are also about 50 um, for those Initiative 5 pilots. I, I mean, I will say, like, 49 feels good. Like, st- I will definitely fly her at that point. Yeah. Threshold. Like, definitely. It's not even a doubt in my mind. Yeah. Seems fine. Um, and I think that's the real litmus test, right? Like, like I don't have any doubts about this fitting well in a squad, even at this point total. So will I play it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and are you, are you taking her with other A-wings or are you taking her as a support with bigger ships? Kind of like the Jake Han build. I, uh, yeah. Does that still fit with Wedge and Luke and some torps? I feel like it's not what, I feel like she's not going to be part of an A-wing list. I feel like she is more of that solo A-wing. Flyer with the ghost. Just for the themes. That seems on point. No, I think. Torpedoes. I mean, I think she'll she's gonna be strong either way. I mean, Hera yeah, I too. Agree. Obviously, Hera is only supposedly forty two points, so that seems pretty good. Is that is Hera in the A wing the cheapest I six pilot then? Oh man, who else is there? Wait, how much is um the how much is Sunvac? Uh, how much is Midnight? Midnight's like forty four. I think. This is such good podcasting. I love it. <laughs> There's just too much news for us to process. It's just an oversaturation, and my mind is already just full with work stuff. Let me pull these Midnight's up. also 42, so they're tied. All right. But, I mean, I know that is one. probably better. Yeah. Yeah, Sunfax 45. He can, he can get out of here. <laughs> no, yeah, super fair. How about A-Wing Wedge at 35? That's pretty good. That's pretty that good. That seems like criminally cheap. <laughs> <laughs> that ability and it's an I-4 on an A-Wing, like, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, like, oh, he's going to be so good, too, If the whenever the meta trends with generics, like, he's just going to eat them alive. Is his ability just primary attack, or could you put a procket on him and just rip someone to shreds? Uh, I think... I think it's whenever he attacks, His isn't it? Ability works with like torpedoes, right? On the X Wing, I think. X-wing? 
I don't know right. if it was different on the A wing or if it was I a carbon it was the copy. Exact oh same. no, it's not. It's not a. It's not a carbon copy. Actually, you're right. Yeah. Because so wedge in the A wing while you perform a primary attack. If the defender's in your forward arc, the defender rolls one fewer defense dice. Uh-huh. Um, the standard Garbage, one is just while you thirty five <laughs> points unplayable. <laughs> unplayable D O A. I totally got confused too. Wedge doesn't have the front arc criteria. It's just while you perform an attack. So he is a lot better. Like his ability. Yeah, because he can do it out the turret. Better. Yeah. So that yeah. works. Not DOA, 35, super fair. Um, no, he can't do it off the turret, though. It has to be forward arc. Didn't I just say that? I thought you didn't just say that. No, Wait, I was talking about which... X-Wing Wedge. This is great podcasting. <laughs> uh, X-Wing Wedge, while you perform an attack, the defender rolls one fewer defense dice. His is the most um, straightforward and simple. So RZA Wedge has a lot more criteria, but also still good at 35 points. Like, that's very cheap. Cool. Still arguably, I mean, one of the most powerful offensive abilities in the game. How about uh, Sienna Ree with her blank ability coming in at 48 points? I was hoping so she'd be cheaper. It's a little six sad. points cheaper than Soon Tier? Yes. Yeah, I, I think I think I would have liked a little bit cheaper, but that's, that's totally reasonable. Still right? an Sub incredibly 50. cheap Initiative 6 Interceptor, though. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, this is one where the, I don't know we want to call it the Ahsoka test here. Um, like, I am not as excited anymore, maybe at 48 points. Um, I don't think it's, like, too particularly too high, but I don't think it's as obviously good as I was expecting it to be. Now, if Soontier goes up with our points update, does, does Sienna get more appealing? Is, like, is that points just in contrast to Soontier's price point, or... Is it um, about what you are getting with Sienna for those points? I mean, it's a combination, right? Like, you have to have something to compare to against what your other options are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, with the Empire having a finite number of Initiative 6 pilots whose abilities, I mean, to be fair, okay, but one that is pretty well. Maybe pretty <laughs> under-costed there with Soontier still, I, I think, feels pretty cheap at where, what you're getting there. I, I think 48 is fine. I get what you're saying, Carson. Yeah, because uh, Sunter is undercosted. So I guess maybe if you if Sunter does go up to like 58 or 60, even suddenly this feels very different. Like that, I I guess it, yeah, the divide does matter to me because I don't I don't feel it's as obvious to run Sunter and Sienna in the same squad now. I don't think Sunter will ever be costed enough, or people won't fly him. He's just too good. Right, and uh, it, it, it's not like which means that Sienna is still pretty good. Um, because you're getting a lot of the same stuff there. A lot of Soontier is the chassis uh, and initiative. Yes. Now, if Soontier But it is like, a pretty good ability as well. Yeah. If Soontier was like 58 or 60, I might think about it harder, but I would not not take him. Right. Um, I think Soontier at 58, I, I take um, Sienna for sure. Even, I think, an, an eight-point difference, I, I take Sienna over Soontier. Really? Both. That's yeah. a bold move. Take six points. Six points. I, I think I'm leaning soon tier. Yeah. That that's kind of it, I think it's right on that tipping point, which is interesting. So they should just hit seven points and make me really try to figure it out. <laughs> make you decide. Soon tier a point. All right. Well, so lots of exciting stuff. We man, we're getting news up to the release of these squadron packs. They're coming out in just a few days here. So hopefully starting with next week's episode, we can really start to dive in and break those down. Once we finally have point totals for all the ships coming out. Uh, And we should be able to get our hands on these models pretty soon here. 
yeah, so we can give the actual uh, firsthand impression. So lots of exciting stuff in the very near future. Uh, it, it seems like a pretty good time to be an X-Wing fan. All right, what's what's the first ship you're putting on the, the digital table there uh, with these new packs? Darth Vader all the way. Yep, absolutely. Got to do it. Endless Darth Vader v. Darth Vader matches. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, think- I want to say it's Tepusk, but um, it's yeah. going to be Vader for sure. Do you think there's going to be such an oversaturation of it right away that people just get tired of it? I, I just want to bid like all the points with Darth Vader and just, just win those matches. That's the only thing I'm hunting for is other Darth Vaders. <laughs> Darth Vader loaded. Yeah, you win the game if I kill the other Darth Vader. Doesn't matter the rest of what happens. See, this was their opportunity to like put in the rules that if you have a bid, your opponent just gets those points. Hey, it could still happen. It could. It could still happen. And it probably should happen. Maybe someday. Ooh. Bidding's fun, guys. <laughs> Doesn't take it away. It just makes it uh, cost a little bit more, right? Yeah. See, now we're going to add 10 minutes onto this episode talking about the merits of having the, All right, the I'm bid out. points. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for the real X-Wing podcast. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Radio TCX. If you enjoy the show, please go on to facebook.com slash Radio TCX and like our Facebook page. Please consider going on iTunes and leaving the podcast a five-star review, saying what you liked and why you think other people should listen. And if you want to support the show directly, please consider going on to patreon.com slash Radio TCX and becoming a supporter of the show today. It really means so much to us, and thank you to everyone who's already supported the show. Again, folks, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next week.